You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. We're back at it again. Can you believe we've strung together two weeks in a row? All it took was Look you having like 19 days off work. Look at us. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I've still got like four days off too. Yeah. I'm fucking feeling it, man. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go back to work oh, Monday. Oh, maybe we get something in on the weekend in the morning, maybe. I'm in. Uh, Let's go. Let's Look at go. us. Who'd have thought? <laughs> hey, there's a, I think there's a NJPW show this week. You want to do like a random road to show where nothing's going to happen? <laughs> No, <laughs> we'll review that one. No, I don't want to do that. They might announce. They might announce the World Tag League uh, lineups. That though. that I Maybe do want to know. Cooking for that. We might have something. We might cooking. have something cooking might for that. Something cooking. Let's not. I mean, nothing's real until it happens in wrestling. But we might have something cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty excited for that. I might be the most excited I've ever been for World Tag League. So we promised uh, when we last spoke that we were gonna give our thoughts on the PWA Coliseum tournament that just happened. Hell yeah. Curtis, because he has had time off, actually managed to watch it all. And so we're just going to break down the tournament a little bit. I want to preface it by saying one of – I have watched PWA shows before, but but the first time I've ever watched two in a row, you know, back-to-back. Um, and I had a real good time, man. Like um, I don't know how much time we've got today to really get into, like, the tags and the extra stuff, but I will say I enjoyed everything. Like from start to finish, I thought the show was put together really well on both nights. How about yourself? I loved it. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was it was definitely more like entertainment driven mm-hmm. than like because uh, I compare it to going to like a Rev Pro show, right? Yeah, you know it's it's taking place in like a, a hall where you know you, you've got big stars coming from other companies to like um, uh, prop up what you've got and stuff like that, and then do pay attention to that uh that audience that's coming in those extra eyes to show off your best and i think they really did like they showed off a lot of great people who i was really hoping to see multiple you know both nights absolutely and they and they kind of had like mini stories sort of going through the two nights as well like the tag team that broke up and then the next day they have like a you know falls count anywhere or whatever whatever it was um and like the girls that do the, all the dancing and stuff like that. I'm sorry, what are they called? Backslide, Backslide girls. girls. They were awesome, and then they appeared like the next time. They they kept the characters in focus. It wasn't just like, let's get everybody on and not have people repeat. They they went, this is, these are the people that are going to be on the show, and let's give people time to digest it because there's a pretty good chance that if you're watching both shows, like you, if you're watching one, you're going to watch the other, right? So it gives more time for your talent to sink in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh so so the the main the main 
bit of Coliseum mm-hmm. is uh, that they're having this tournament. It's an eight-person tournament. Correct. Uh, over two nights. Mm-hmm. So we have round one on, on, what was it, Saturday and round two on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we just get to see, like, who's the best at what they do. And they yeah. had some fucking talented people yeah. in this tournament. Like, some people who could be huge. Like, you've got uh, you know, both of both of the velocities, mm-hmm. like there was a chance that if they both made it to the final, they could be facing off the velocities explode, which would be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, Delta. Delta was like a fucking star. Yeah, People loved Delta. She's put together a right? like she's like Dude. a total package like, already. She's fucking it, man. Uh, you had uh, what was his name? The Viking Matt Basso. Matt, Matt Basso. Basso. Matt Grimbasso. Yep. Yeah. That guy, that guy faced off against uh, who was it in the first round? Cherry Stevens. Yeah. I loved Cherry Stevens. Yeah. Oh my she was god! Cool, eh? That that idea of her like being the 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 learner sitting at the tree of pro wrestling. Yeah, and like taking notes in her book, watching other people like so she could learn how to do moves and shit. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It's pretty, I loved it. If you don't like Cherry good. Stevens, you fucking kick puppies. I fucking hate you. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Cherry Stevens fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, we had Emin the Kid, some... like like uh, the Golden Boy Emin Asman. Uh, Emin Asman, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, he was fucking, he was fast, eh? Yeah, exactly. And he's um he's a bit of a protege of like you know Robbie Eagles in the PWA uh, dojo, and I think well at least he's definitely the only active Malaysian um, wrestler in Australia, I guess. But he is um yeah he he's like trying to bring you know, wrestling to Malaysia and doing tours there and kind of thing. And Fuck yeah. Every time I see him, he's, he's super fast. And him, well, we, we can just start with the rounds really and then we'll break him down a bit more as we go through. But the first round was uh, Jude, the dude London, won half of the Velocities uh, versus Emin Asman. And, yeah, super fast. Um, what was your... So I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure who uh, played with my settings on my TV, but I'm pretty sure that for this match, it was at like 1.5 speed. These <laughs> it guys was were, so fast. It was so fast. What did you think of um, Jude's like whole aesthetic? Like he, his look and he, his music so and everything I, like that. Pretty fun and cool, right? I like the velocities. I was, um, I was pretty amped to see that they came out to like different music on the first night. They I, came out to like singles music. I like that they that did cool. the singles thing because I've seen them, you know, brief tag matches and things like that live and, and stuff. But seeing them presented as singles wrestlers was really interesting. And I'll touch on that a little bit more with Paris De Silva when we get to him. But I thought, you know, they they – presented everybody here like with that slick pwa production like stars you know very mm-hmm. yeah everybody looked great um so i i being that i had never seen m and as man before and i have uh seen jude london a couple of times i was i i kind of figured i knew what i was in for uh i loved it i had a lot of fun i mean it was just really fast really furious 10 minute match what was 11 minutes yeah and um, yeah, I mean, way to get the crowd fucking like pumping right away, right? The fucking ha- having just two dudes go out there. It's the old, it's the way Nitro used to do it. Have yeah. have a couple of luchadors go out and just go fucking just full fucking bore go crazy. right away. And that's exactly what it was. It, it was like fucking double speed, like you said. And then, um, and so Jude picks up the win there. And so it begins to play out that narrative of, oh, wonder if the velocities could end up, you know, facing each other in later rounds. Um and then next up was Matt Grimbasso um, versus Cherry Stevens. And like you said, that's immediately David versus Goliath 
Basso has been around Australian wrestling for a long time and he's like an absolute fucking giant, you know. <laughs> he's he's yeah. a huge fucking dude can and, I, and he, everybody was kind of like, can she do it sort of thing. He's got this aura, right? Because he comes out, he's the Viking. I like that, the yeah. Viking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his, you know, his flagon of mead. Mm-hmm. He's got his, like, the, the leather paturges and the, like, uh, studded leather on his boots and stuff like that. Yeah. But then he's got a t-shirt on and he's like t-shirt. I was like, bro. <laughs> yeah. The the t-shirt had to go. Like you can't have a, have an all Viking leather aesthetic and then still wear a t-shirt. Like you, yeah. and you then, have like, to have something costumey. Like, it had like a, you know, skull and crossbones or whatever on it, which, you know, that's cool. But like, bro, I, did you have a couple extra chicken wings and maybe a, a little bit much beer, you know, the day before you're not feeling it. I get it. But like, come on. You're a Viking. You don't care about, you're not a body guy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or You're a Viking. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or just like have some sort of Viking costume-based singlet, you know. It's in a yeah, brown or there something. You go. Yeah, exactly. There you you go. know, or it's uh, even the- like a a kind of leathery looking like it could still be a tank top. It could be exactly all the same fit, but instead of like a printed t-shirt, it's like, you know, something leathery and Vikingy, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you worry about Um so look into it, bro. Uh, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Besides uh, that, the, though, the absolute one, weapon. He does a fucking sweet move that I really enjoyed where he, mm-hmm. okay, so he bounces off the, so his opponent is on the outside of the ropes mm-hmm. near the uh, near the corner. Yeah. He bounces off the opposite ropes, comes running in, hits the ropes that are next to him, mm-hmm. like jumps off of them and does a Superman punch, and it's fucking cool. Yeah, especially so with such badass. a big guy. What a fucking move. Yeah. I love it because he did it like three times over the night. And I was just like, this guy fucking, he knows what he's doing. That move rules. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Uh, But he gets absolutely fucking just beasts through uh, Cherry Stevens. Like Cherry got him a couple of times where you thought maybe she's going to choke him out. She was doing the best. Like she had baby face fire for days. Mm -hmm. Loved her. Um, I love Cherry Stevens. She's fucking great. But uh, yeah, seven minutes. Uh, he fucking choke slams her like four times, power bombs her a couple of times, and finally puts her <laughs> Just down. Absolute murder, absolute murder. Oh, it's and, fucking gross. And what was really cool is you had that David and Goliath aesthetic, and then it switches in the next match. So then you've got Paris de Silva, the Spartan spirit. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Him always, uh, <laughs> and versing Delta. But now it's reversed, right? The female wrestler yeah. is bigger is stronger, is more powerful, and Paris has to overcome. Now, I'll, I'll say this about Paris. Like, I honestly, when, I, when it started, knowing he's a tag wrestler, I don't think he's going to be a finalist or anything like that, right? But when the way he came out, there's certain wrestlers that have this ability, and I've tried to verbalize it before when speaking to wrestlers and ask them if they feel this or whatever, and it's something that I have felt when performing before. When he came out and he kneels down and he, like, I don't know, he just projects his aura, right? Like, in the moment yeah. that he did that, I was like, this motherfucker wants to win this tournament. I was like, I could I could feel him and I knew it was real. Like, not every wrestler has that. They don't have that, what's the word I'm looking for? Aura. Yeah, Integrity, aura, the, the ability to push that out of themselves. You know what I mean? Like uh, I don't projection. know. Have, yeah, yeah, projection of of that that aura. And that. It's it's almost an intangible thing, but you know it when people have it. And yeah. he 
And I was like... The French would call that a certain je ne sais quoi. Exactly. And so when when he came out, I was like, oh, this is my dude in the tournament. Like I, was, I just liked him instantly. You know, I'd seen the velocities before, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But suddenly there was something about him in this moment where I was like, this is the guy for me. Like I really like him. Uh, and then watching that match play out and Delta also possesses that, but in a different way because she's not being a baby face, right? He has this like yeah. fucking are you here with me sort of vibe uh, and and he manages to overcome. But, fuck, that, again, another sick match and Delta is just ready to fucking be earning she's a, a bazillion star. dollars. And she's not even that like long doing it. Like uh, uh, it's my understanding that she's only a few years in, but she's, I, I believe her brother is also a wrestler. I don't know who he is. I'm sure I could research it or find out, but I, she just has it, you know? It's uh, And oh, yeah. it was obviously very prepared because she obviously has done bodybuilding and things like that. But yeah, she she was killer. Well, right? It's more than just bodybuilding. Like she's got, she's got the aura mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Like, and it's, it's funny. Cause like um, when, when you're coming into a new promotion, you kind of go with what the fans think. Like when, when you go like, Oh, this is the fans guy. This is their guy. Right. Yeah. And Delta yeah. was their fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. When her music started. They were like Delta time. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, like, you know, she's not even in that like face kind of role, but everyone's like, yeah, this is, she is her kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Delta fucking a plus, uh, that match with Paris to Silva. Very, very good. A plus uh-huh. on that. Um, yeah, dude, Paris to Silva, like, so Jude, the dude, like he's out there having fun. Paris de Silva's, I'm coming for the fucking sword. Yes, which is, which was it was exactly the vibe, right? Like that was 100 percent what they were serving. Uh, as a can't, dude's there. He wants to do do fucking good party time. I'm gonna kill it. But Paris is like, I'm winning this motherfucker. <laughs> was the was the vibe that you were getting from it? You know. Yeah, and they also the final match for the first round was uh, Zach Saber Jr versus former host of the uh, Okada Shorts podcast, Jack J. Bonza. Exactly. Uh, anyone but Bonza, they say. I loved, I loved the Like, I knew that Bonza was a heel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they fucking despise Bonza. Like, yeah. everyone hates him. Even the heels hate Bonza. Yeah. It, it's it, Well, it's, you know, he's Bullet Club. He's fucking evil. And I, it's my understanding that he, you know, fucking betrayed quite a few people and stuff like that in it so yeah he's not uh he's not well thought of i loved it i loved it like the zach did win after about 15 minutes a plus fucking match dude a plus match bonzo Um, like they uh, people talk shit about bonzo over time like that he can fucking go dude like bonzo's sick man he's got he's got a great aura too Mm -hmm. like he's just you could tell he's an ass kicker right yeah he he lives and breathes it in like everything he fucking does, eh? And like when I interviewed him, I was like, this guy's the fucking real deal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he lives this and, you know, that's what he is. And I think for a lot of wrestlers, it's finding that. They always say, you know, it's yourself turned up to 11, but it's like you need to actually believe that yourself. Yeah. I'm I'm amped to see if he uh, makes it over for World Tag League. There's been some, some rumblings Scuttlebutt. that uh, – Scuttlebutt, yeah. Well, we gotta come up with we gotta come up with like a a rating system of like whispers, scuttlebutt, rumblings. Like, which one is the least versus the? I know whispers is probably the least. Mm. Uh, scuttlebutt, 
is probably like medium and then like rumblings would be the top and then rumors i almost think i almost feel like scuttlebutt is pretty legit i feel like rumblings okay. is almost further back than whispers okay. because it's like so we'll it's, in, it's in the background but whispers now we're getting up close now we're intimate you know what oh, i heard okay so rumblings whispers scuttlebutt rumors Rumors are rumors, rumors, rumors then scuttlebutt. Are rumors just bullshit on the internet? <laughs> are they even less than rumblings? Rumors, mm, rumblings, true. whispers, and scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt sounds inside a term. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Rumblings, whispers. No, rumors, uh, rumblings. We'll, we'll ditch rumors. You know what? Leave it Leave it in the comment section. Our friends yeah. our friends can uh, give us uh, what they think the official scale should be mm-hmm. uh, on our social media. We've got, you know, Okada Shorts uh, on Instagram and X or Twitter. It is fucking Twitter. Fuck you, Elon. Yeah. And uh, you guys can come on here and tell us uh, what you think the official ranking system should be. Yeah, that sounds like an absolute plan. Um, but you're right. There has been rumblings, rumors, whispers, and scuttlebutt about um, Bonza and Farley being a team in the World Tag League. So I kind of really hope someone, that happens. Do you think there's someone from PWA that would be a better fit than Farley? I mean, we we know that Farley is a big fan, uh, a big uh, hit in the Japanese audience, but like as far as match matches go, do you think that they're... Uh, oh, there absolutely is, but if... No matter what, Farley would be there because you need him to introduce him to the Japanese audience for it to make sense. Like this is Farley's sure. wing of the ball club. If they just turn up, everyone would be like, they're not in the War Dogs. You know what I mean? Like it would, it would be weird. They so, fucking fit the War Dogs aesthetic though. Bonza, yeah. Bonza and fucking Ugg definitely fit the War oh, Dogs aesthetic. Bonza and Ugg together, that would be absolutely fire. Maybe just with like Farley in their corner, but them actually doing the wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that'd be badass. That would be badass. Okay. All right, so um, got through those. Then it's worth notice uh, noting the two title matches on this first night, just because they were both so good uh, and funny. I, well, one was funny, one was good. Um, but the Tuckman versus Unsocial Jordan. I think Unsocial Jordan is such. They're both such cool characters, right? Like, yeah, uh, Social Jordan, SMS, this you know bullshitter. He's got like a a selfie tripod stand as a weapon, like. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. was yeah, like, yeah. That that's what it is. Like, And he extends it? it and shit because he can, you know, set it up and, and film himself and stuff. But what a great use of, like, a weapon, right? And it looks cool. It's a cool shape. Uh, and then Tuckman, obviously, there's beer ads all night and it's him and he's got the mullet and everything like that. And it was like a 14-second oh, match, but it was so fun. Can I can I tell you, like, a fucking... <laughs> Uh, a dude with a ginger mullet and a mustache from New South Wales. Like, who do you think Donna's favorite wrestler on the night was? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He's And, like, it's just, you know, uh, there was more talking at intros than there was match, but that was the story of it. Like, he finally, you know, gets to him, and this guy always talks shit, and then fucking he just hits him. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That was great, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with Unsocial Jordan. He came out with the uh, – who was it? The – Aaron Jake and Bell Pierce. Yeah. He's got from, like a uh, faction, like a yeah, SMS, I think. Yeah. Like a faction. 
Yeah, I'd like to see more of that. Uh, yeah. I like a good heel faction, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, so he, so now Tuckman is the soul of PWA, mm-hmm. which is I. So PWA is completely integrated as far as uh, intergender wrestling goes, right? Yeah, well, it it, seem, it definitely seems to be that right way, right? Because I mean, their their heavyweight champion is now female, and I think she's the first female. She's the first women's one, yeah. Yeah, uh, like heavyweight champion, but. They've been, I think they've been kind of integrating stuff for a while. I think she was even the person who started that. Like, I think she was like the woman's champion. And then she was like, fuck that. I'm defending this against everybody. And they changed the belt. And she, maybe that's whether, I, I don't know enough. Like, I need to get Robbie on or something. But maybe that's where the soul of PWA title even came from. I because, love that yeah. idea for the soul of PWA. I love like yeah. what a cool name for a fucking title. Yeah, like, and what like, what a great title for the heel to hold, right? The guy who's fucking popping off and he's of evil. Yeah, exactly. And then like you know the Tuckman, everyone's like, yeah, we want to fucking have fun and have a mullet, and he's like, let's fucking go. Like it, it all works perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. I, I they do their titles cool and all that shit really well. And, I mean, we'll get to it at the end, but the fact that this entire tournament is not for a title, it's for a sword is really, really cool as well. Yeah, fucking cool. Yeah. PWA's got their fucking aesthetic together. They do. Uh, and then, yes, uh, so the final match was for the PWA heavyweight title match between yeah. Jessica Troy and Ricky South, who had the belt for, like, 950 days. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Ricky Yeah, the, the um, hype package for this was awesome like showing yeah. how how much stuff jessica's had to overcome yeah. she won a rumble but yeah. she entered from number 30 so ricky south said too bad you don't you didn't fucking win anything get the fuck out of here yeah even called bonza in bonza comes out and goes no you're totally right she doesn't fucking earn it yeah and um then so she had to win like a ladder match to uh to get another uh, shot at the title mm-hmm. to earn her shot at the title um it had like a money in the bank scenario attached yeah. to it. So mm-hmm. Ricky's like, I've already been through a match. Come and, you know, come and pin me. And she goes, no, no, no. We're going to set a fucking date. I'm going to beat you fair and fucking square. Yeah. And they went off for Cause, like cause five fucking minutes. He was fucking working her in that moment because he was weakened and she would have probably beat him. But he was like, oh, of course you'd do this because you don't have what it fucking takes. And she's like, no, motherfucker. I'm going to see you in a fucking real match, which is ultimate baby face action. Um, Super. Yeah, and it was an absolute banger. Him calling himself the example and shit, like just so arrogant and so big. What and, a name like, for, what a fucking moniker. Dude, how has example. nobody used the example before in wrestling? How have I never heard Sick. that before, right? Like, Sick. Yeah. And then obviously Jessica Troy, the arm collector, so fucking good. Um, and, yeah, it was just a great, great main event match where the best wrestler wins. Uh, There was, you know, there's a little bit of interference at a point, but that's even that guy's chickens coming back to roost because he'd done, you know, rude shit, fucking bad shit, and he was about to do more of it. Um, And, yeah, and Jessica wins and the entire place fucking explodes. And this is just the first night, like, of the tournament. Like, and so they're like, they do all the tournament matches. They have a couple of great title matches, and then that sets us up for the next day where we're going to have some fun tags, but we're eventually going to lead to you know, the conclusion of the tournament, which will end it. Yeah, let me pull up uh, the night two. Mm-hmm. And you know what's cool? Oh, Out of all that shit we just had to talk about, we barely even spoke about Zack Sabre Jr. And he he's the name at the top of the card, the person they've brought in to, like, you know, put some 
you know, authenticity on it and lend his name to it and stuff, which is great. And he was really good in his match and he will come back into it and really stands out in the next match. But I just love that that card really stood on its own. You know what I mean? Like you could put, you could have Zach only on the second night and it would not, not make that a great show, but it also proves his worth because a lot of people would have tuned in to see him and would have got to see a whole heap of great wrestling. So me as a, um, I guess you, you, I'm a, I'm a new Japan fan who's coming in for the first time. Mm-hmm. The match I was looking forward to, I was like Zack Sabre Jr. versus Bonza, right? These are the two people I know. Yeah. And former so host like, of Okada Shorts Bond, Jack former host Bonza Okada versus Short, Jack Bonza. TMDK <laughs> Jack Sabre Jr. Jack Sabre Jr. On, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Too many acts. Zack Sabre. Mm-hmm. Jack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Uh, they, they put that on the first night. They put it on before the the intermission even mm-hmm. like i i was like wow they they must have something planned because yeah. and they did those those uh they got their story in with the tuckman and they did like this great moment for all the the fans that were there and a and a damn good match for the people that were parachuting in absolutely so, like it was they yeah. really got their shit together it was really really well done Hey, I need to just feed this dog dinner real fast. Do you want to vamp on yeah. something? I'll vamp on stuff. Yeah. Let me. Let, I'll go with some overall. Yeah, thoughts you get some overall things. I'll be very, very fast. Okay, I'm going to leave you to vamp. Okay. I'll be right back. So, looking at this, I was watching this with my wife. She has, she's, she loves Australia. She doesn't ever want to go to Australia because she's scared of spiders and snakes. Uh, so am I, but. When she, you know, she watches like neighbors and shit like that. And anyway, um, so we're watching it. And like, so anyone who's fun, goofy Australian, like the Tuckman, she loves them, but she's also a huge Zack Sabre Jr. Nerd. So she's like, when I told her there's a, there's a tournament we can watch and Zack Sabre Jr. is part of it. She's like, fuck yeah, let's go. She was so impressed with some of these people. Like, and she's, she just likes her guys. Like she doesn't really um, she loves certain people in wrestling. Uh, those are the people she latches onto while I, uh, while I watch wrestling and study it for this year podcast. She found some people in this PWA. And so like, I think if you can get a couple more eyes on PWA, you can get people to, um, to really connect with a bunch of these cherry Stevens, like she hit with me, who's a seasoned wrestling fan, and her, who is a casual. Um, the Tuckman hit definitely hit with her. Uh, she loves um, like comedy matches and stuff like that. So they had a bunch of different comedy wrestlers during a, a we didn't hit on it a tag uh, gauntlet match. Um, then uh, you know there there was all sorts of stuff for both the casual fan and the seasoned wrestling fan alike. And I think like PWA impressed the fuck out of me i like this promotion i like it a lot so um was it weird for you seeing uh former hosts of the okada shorts (laughs) podcast all fucking night for night two uh seeing our friend uh dave and josh from we work stiff like just chilling ringside. Yeah, they, cool. they, had, they had some great seats, right? And they had, yeah. I don't know if you, you heard about it, but they did like a live podcast that, during the day, I think, um, before that second show. Like the Fan Fest Yeah, or the right? Fan Fest thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, interviewed Paris De Silva, actually. 
Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it looks super fun. And by all reports, they had like a great time. I was back and forth with Dave a little bit and he, he had a blast. I got to, I got to point at, uh, point at the screen and go, that's my friend Dave. Josh. <laughs> I know them. I know them. I've seen their face on my we're, computer screen one time. We're internet buds. <laughs> uh, so let's get into night two. Yeah. Speaking of Paris de Silva, mm-hmm. beating the Viking Matt Grimbasso. Mm-hmm. There's too many, there's too many things, too many uh names there. The Viking Matt Grimbasso. Mm-hmm. Maybe just vi- the Viking Matt Grim or Grim Matt Vat Basso. Like Drop one of those monikers. You don't need two monikers. I think um, uh, I think it's just like been around forever. He was always Grim Basso, and I think it's just uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, something, something. Too many names. Yeah. Uh, Either way, like another, another. Get, a, get a leather get a leather jerkin. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> a leather jerkin and one less name. Yeah, exactly. Um, but another uh, Dave versus Goliath situation for Paris de Silva that he dude, overcomes. Dude, uh, immediately I'm watching this. I'm watching this match, and I'm like. We've got like Roman Gladiator because he comes out with like uh, uh, Paris de Silva comes out with like the Gladiator um, shoulder guard. Yeah. Versus the and I'm like, this Spot. is Deadliest Warrior. We get to watch Deadliest Warrior <laughs> in, yeah. in a wrestling ring. Is it is it Viking or is it like fucking uh, you know Gladiator? Let's find out yeah. on Deadliest Warrior. Very excited for that. It so, was um, uh, it was Gladiator. It was Gladiator, Paris De Silva beating Matt Basso in ten thirty. This is, I mean, he nailed those fucking flying Superman punches yeah. uh, into Paris De Silva. Paris De Silva like sells like a son of a bitch for uh-huh. Matt Basso. Mm-hmm. He's got so much fucking, uh, what's the word? Heart. Yes. Fight spirit. Underdog charisma. Or fighting spirit. Thank yeah. you. The Spartan spirit of Paris De Silva. That's yeah. what it is. That's Loved that's it. the the moniker, isn't it? That's though? it is what it is. Absolutely, but I really loved it. Um, followed by that, though, Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Jude London with my favourite finish of the two days, I reckon. Like, the the combination that Zack puts Jude away with is just so fucking game over. Like, it was, it was like, <laughs> it bounce, was him off, bounce him off the rope, fucking slam him down, fucking Zack driver, then fucking fold his legs over him, fold him into a pretzel and pin him. Like, it was just like, it's a wrap on you, son. Like, it's like, goodbye. Yeah. And I, I love that <laughs> you, we were just seeing Zach finish dudes, like, with power moves. He's like, I'm bigger than these cunts. They're fucking going down. <laughs> he was yeah, drilling Zach, the velocities, oh, man. <laughs> it was true. It may have been uh, one yeah, of the did... hardest hitting Zach Sabre junior matches I've ever seen. Like, I, you know, him and Jude was fucking like, sick, man. Like, it was really good. I I loved uh, this match. It was so much fun. Like, dude, the you know that, like, Jude's probably like, this is probably going to get some eyes for us. I'm going to sure. put on a fucking show, yeah, you know? He did. He killed it. Had to feel it. Had yeah. to feel it. Absolutely. Loved it. Uh, next up was a, a six-man challenge that I... A six-pack challenge. Sorry, <laughs> the winner gets a six-pack of beer. That's all they get. <laughs> uh, you get... Uh, ben Braxton, Billy Preston, David Streamer, Jay Sorbet, Nathan Pigeon, and Caveman Ugg wins the whole thing. Caveman Ugg coming out. Caveman Ugg fucking rules. Yeah. This, <laughs> I love Caveman This Ugg, was dude. absolutely well, – when we were on the Super J cast, I was telling him, I'm like, Ugg's probably the man. Like, they're like, who would you – like, who's there to keep eyes on and things like that? And uh, it's Caveman Ugg. Like, he's fucking sick. 
dude fucking rules yeah. i love that he comes out he's got his like caveman mystique he's not wearing a t-shirt and uh he's like <laughs> got his he's got his like a uh, fur uh fur loin cloth and he's got his like fur coat over him yeah. the fur coat has the bullet club logo spray painted across it yeah Perfect. Did Winner. he have the did he have like the mask on when he came out? I can't remember. Like he he has this no, like mastodon so. skull fucking helmet thing he wears sometimes that's sick. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. Oh my god. Have you never seen that? No, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's dope, dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was the other dude in this match who was like the impressive specimen body guy? Uh was it Bill? Preston? Yeah, is ben he the Braxton? one that, that like you kept seeing in like the beer ads, like where he's like a, a nerd at the bar and then he fucking drinks one beer and he's fighting dudes? Is that the is that the vibe? Um, so I'm not sure actually. I don't remember which dude it was specifically. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't remember either. I think it uh, might have been Bill Preston. Uh-huh. Um, he's yeah, just a fucking huge dude, uh, body guy fucking impressive physical uh stature and he and ug were kind of like throwing everybody like everybody oh, else in the, in yeah, the yeah, six yeah, challenge yeah. Mm-hmm. were uh you know they were kind of comedy wrestlers and things like that and yeah. it was just down to like which one's gonna get the upper hand ug or uh i think it was bill preston yeah um which one of them's gonna throw four nerds out and pin the other <laughs> yeah, one yeah yeah which was <laughs> which was ug which was Ugg. Yeah. Ugg did win in the end. Um, I was disappointed. I, I never Ugg. got to see the beer. I would have liked to see the six-pack challenge and then have Ugg drink all six in the ring. That's how you do it. What was the uh, – oh, no, it was the eight-man tag team match. We'll get to that in a second. Never mind. Um, so, yeah, then there was a last-man-standing match, which was from the night before. Yeah. Uh, back pain, Jack Payne and, and Backman. Yeah, back pain uh, explodes. During the during the tag team gauntlet match, which I just barely mentioned uh, while you were while I was vamping, um, they lost in the tournament, the mm-hmm. gauntlet match, and yeah. they fucking turned on each other. Backman turned on Jack Payne. Mm-hmm. And so the next night we had uh, a last man standing match and the special guest referee was their former valet, Jim Bro Jesse. Yeah. Um, and so Jim Bro Jesse there is doing the uh, Shawn Michaels uh thing in the middle she's just like no my boys yeah yeah. Ah." (laughs) uh uh, backman wins after 11 minutes and nine seconds and jack Payne takes his boots off and fucking says goodbye to the crowd very emotional moment says says retire so it's interesting like i don't know enough about those guys to know if that's like shoot or part of the angle but either way it um it made you remember like the whole thing. And if it was his last match, he did a great job, you know, putting over his friend and, you know, seeing himself out with a great match. But like the, it was just cool to run like this little mini story that even like played out at the fan fest thing, like mid podcast. If you listen to the, we work stiff uh, live podcast, like you can hear those guys start fighting and like, they have to be broken up and stuff like <laughs> mid podcast, which is pretty funny. That was, um, it was emotional. Mm-hmm. It was a great. It was a great moment. Like they were uh, two big dudes, fucking yeah. like like power bombing each other through tables and shit. Uh-huh. You know, I love that shit. Let's go. Then we had an eight man tag team match, mm-hmm. which I thought was probably my highlight of night too. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed having a team of like all the champions. Was really all fun. the champions. Yeah, 
So you had Jessica Troy, the current heavyweight champion, the Joker and the Thief, uh, Mick Moretti and Jimmy Townsend, the tag team champions, and the Tuckman, the soul of PWA champion, mm-hmm. versus Terry Stevens, winner, Delta, winner, Emin Asman, like it, and Jack J. Bonza. And <laughs> greatest <laughs> moment, everyone, everyone comes out, the final person is Bonza to come out, and the crowd starts chanting, all these people but Bonza. All these people but Bonza. <laughs> He's got that hate Everyone out of Everyone but Bonza. Everyone but <laughs> That was great. Great fucking moment. Um, <laughs> the, the best moment, though, was when uh, Tuckman, who was it? Bonza got a, a beer in the middle of the fucking match, mm-hmm. opens it, starts swigging it. Tuckman looks at him and says, are you my dad? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, a, he's a redhead gentleman as well. <laughs> great, great moment. Um so yeah, it was uh I believe Bonza actually got the win in this, so he preserves his heat mm-hmm. from the <clears throat> he got a win over did he get a win over Joker and the Thief? That's right. He pinned one of the tag yeah, team guys. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bonza and someone else maybe going for the tag team belts. Good yeah, for them. Exactly. Um, and and that's uh that's worth noting because uh Bonza and Mick Moretti were tag team champions like many times, like together. Yeah, that was the that was the first Coliseum final. Moretti yes, and it was. Um, yeah, Bonza. Yeah. Exactly. Very famous okay. match. Okay. Yeah. Um then we had a segment which I didn't really pay attention to. No, I, I didn't really I, have to, by this point I was kind of ready for the final. Of the of the two nights, this maybe if I knew these characters, I would care about this. Um, but didn't really care. I mean the joke's kind of funny or whatever. Then this Digby dude comes out or whatever. And then Matt Diamond returns. Cool to see Matt Diamond. Half the lights at Feed Express with uh, Robbie Eagles. But, yeah, I wasn't really faced about this. But it was exactly what it was. It was just a, you know, breath of fresh air seven minutes before the final. Yeah. Uh, this So this Digby guy with the uh, the red curly Yahoo serious hair. Yeah. Um, what is Big Red Fire Truck? Is that like a? It's a band, I guess. Is it a band? Yeah. Okay. I think that's what they were saying. Like, and that's probably where it's tied in. Maybe it's like a bigger band over there. But I guess he is a wrestler and also the lead singer of a band. Uh, and they were talking shit about him. And so then he comes out and brings back Matt Diamond. And that the female that was with him, she is also the singer of some band. I forget what it is. So it was like a celebrity kind of thing. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Uh, then, of course, we got our final. Zack Sabre Jr., the the outsider coming in mm-hmm. to PWA to win their tournament versus Paris De Silva, the homegrown. Uh, well, he's not homegrown. He's Italian or something, isn't he? Uh, and then he's oh, a even heritage, but he's a, Australian a, a, guy. Yeah. A PWA original mm-hmm. uh, coming in to defend the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking 18 minutes and 27 seconds. Zack Sabre Jr. beats Paris da Silva mm-hmm. and wins the sword, Iron Mercy. Iron Mercy. The battle the for Iron Mercy is what it's called. Fuck. They change cool the name, name of the sword every sword. like every year because they get custom made, and I guess the sword maker, what is it, blacksmith? I don't know. Um, yeah. Names them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like Robbie's one That's... was Black Justice or something like that, and it's like a black katana. Like they they've been different Sick. every time, and so for this Coliseum, like. Iron Mercy was a bit more of like a a um like a Long gladiator's sword. kind of sword, wasn't it? Like a Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, so that's the vibe. I would want a scimitar. 
like you know one of those like uh oh a climb did you ever do you ever see the um the episode of always sunny in philadelphia where they find a sword in the garbage yeah yeah he's like dude i could yeah. cut the the hump off a camel and drink all its milk <laughs> <laughs> yeah he calls it the alibaba sword yeah 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 i'd want one of those i'd want one of those yeah yeah. i'd want a um, claymore like a scottish claymore that's like three times my size oh that'd be badass yeah. uh so yeah zach saber jr um uh, so i'm gonna officially sit here right now and i'm gonna say mr bonza if it was your idea to give zach saber jr a sword thank you miss <laughs> <laughs> eagles miss eagles if it was your idea to give zach saber jr a sword Thank you. <laughs> I love you. It seems appropriate. Um, I, I I mean, like, it's in the night. I, you know that I'm I'm down with uh, wrestlers having swords. When mm-hmm. when for no reason the Great O'Con had a sword. Yeah, yeah. I like the yeah. Zack Saber Junior. Like, I might be the best wrestler in the world, but I'm actually really fucking clumsy outside this ring. So if you see me holding this sword, get the fuck out of the way because I can't guarantee where it's going. Like, <laughs> he was really oh, funny at the end, and it was it was a great match. Like. Both the Velocities got to really, like, show out, and he put them over huge. He was like, both those motherfuckers took 10 years off my life, just the, my matches with them, you know. So and they both showed so yeah. much spirit, dude. I would fucking so. love them to join TMDK. That would be so fucking oh, yeah. sick if they brought oh, yeah. if they brought them to Japan. Like, that would be sick. And he, he had a like lot to say about them. Like if was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be sick if he brought them in as his new dudes, like – and then, you know, Robbie could focus on being the, you know, singles ace. ace. Vegeta can do what Vegeta needs to do. I almost feel like he can move to heavy. Um, and then you've got your heavy tag as well. It moves on. Everybody's got something to do that way. Yeah, that'd be cool. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Man, TMDK rules. All right. So both nights, um, what do you give it? Two thumbs up? Ten stars? I just give it shorts, you, buddy. Shorts or right. shorts or pants? That's you the give it system. shorts. Fuck yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. not one, not one bit Two of pants. Two shorts, yeah. not one bit of pants. Exactly. Two shorts. Super small gym instructor in a slasher movie. Shorts. Oh yeah, tiny little short shorts, <laughs> like nineteen eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighties slasher movie shorts. Yeah. Um, killer. So killer. Uh, so let's oh, yeah. talk about uh, from there. Mm-hmm. Power struggle was just the other night it was and uh we both enjoyed power struggle mm-hmm. we did man do we want to do we want to start at the top and talk about the big stuff there or do we want like do we want to like kind of run through it um, as it as it went as I, it progressed i don't i don't know if we need to like run through it as it progressed i think we've just sort of done that and i think we're um, i mean it depends if we're going to split this into two episodes and accept that this one might get cut off and we'll pick it up later. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. So it depends. We can go long form and then this episode will split into two and if I need to go soon, uh, we can just, like, pick it up on Saturday or Sunday or something like that. Or well, let's talk we about just... the big – let's talk about the big spots before we before we do a review. We'll just talk about the one – the big thing sure. coming out of Power Struggle. Yeah. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So we had – uh at fuck where's my brain all right here we go uh why don't we just do them yeah topic by topic so let's pick a pick a thing that we're going to talk about we'll just vamp on that and then shooter versus will let's go for the us uk title yeah let's go 
Absolutely. 40 fucking minutes mm-hmm. and 16 seconds. Will wins by Stormbreaker mm-hmm. to successfully retain the US-UK Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. They're having a moment afterwards. Mm-hmm. Local Man Ruins Everything is the headline Jeez. with David Finley coming in and absolutely fucking destroying both belts. Yeah. Okay. Th- he goes full fucking... What's that guy that fucking destroys the watermelons with the hammer? What's that? Gallagher. <laughs> he goes full Gallagher on the belts because that yeah. hammer was absolutely ridiculous that he used. Uh, so normally, I love wrestlers with weapons. Uh, wrestlers with swords is a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Wrestler with Warhammer should have worked. Mm-hmm. David Finley with Warhammer. I liked it, actually, I gotta say. Oh, I liked <laughs> like, it too. I just don't think it was a cool hammer. Like, it was weird. Like, no, it, it was weird. a cool looking. hammer. Yeah, they should have got him a, like like a, a fucking dwarven. Like, it's dwarven. time to play the game. Like, fucking just get a fucking, just get a hammer, man. <laughs> like, no, go full on, full on Lord of the Rings dwarven war hammer. Oh, okay. Like, it, like carved, like fucking. Yeah, like, yeah. like Sigmar's hammer from fucking Warhammer, dude. Would have yeah. been the fucking it. Yeah, that's what like. Zach's got a sword. Why the fuck not? Uh, okay. Yeah. So a lot of people were pissed off at David Finley. I fucking loved this. I, 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 thought, I thought it was the cool. whole thing was great because here's, here's what happens. Good and bad. Good. We get a new belt. Yeah. Bad. We get at least one David Finley match. Well, it, it's what we said. We talked about this. We're like, they need to set Finley free from all this G.O.D. never shit. And if they're going to back him in as the leader of Bullet Club and they're going to make Bullet Club serious, they need to fucking do stuff with him. He yeah. should be the fucking villain of New Japan. Like, that. that is the role of them. And so it kind of took it back to where it was originally supposed to be. And I think it's really yes. cool. And I think he's got, like, a lot of work to do between now and that Wrestle Kingdom match. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. Physically thinking about what he's going to do, what he's going to say, what he's going to look like. This is his moment, right? This is the moment. And there's every fucking chance in the world that he could win whatever this new belt is at this match. Like there's every yep. chance in the world that Moxley, Osprey's there. Moxley don't work here. Osprey's potentially out the door. There is every chance in the world that he's been put in that Shooter ring. needs a villain to go after. Exactly. Yeah. They've put him in the ring with those two for them to make him look like the evilest motherfucker in the world. And they've already started it. So now he's got to do his part, right? He needs to fucking work and really become something and not drop the ball when it comes. Because if he drops the ball in that Wrestle Kingdom match, if he doesn't coming out looking ready and I mean like physically ready and stuff because he has he he was really stepping up his fitness and it's dropped off like and it's yep. not all about body shit but this is pro wrestling like you need to look like you gotta look the part you look like a threat and you're standing amongst four of the most fucking jack dudes I've ever seen like in wrestling in the war dogs you can't be the like pudgy guy in the center you know you have to yep. at least for this moment you have to look like you're a fucking danger to both those other two guys in that ring. You know, I don't know. Joel said it once, maybe just a little bit of steroids. I don't know what to tell you, (laughs) but something's got to happen. Like you're fucking hanging out with Driller Maloney all the time. You know what I mean? What's he doing? Do the same, whatever it is that he's doing. 
Yeah. Android, what what's is, Android what is, doing? What a... 50,000 squats yeah. a day? You're doing them now too. You know what I mean? That's what you're you need doing, to be. You're doing 70. Because, yeah, exactly. exactly. Mate, you, you're the fucking leader. So you need to look like that and you need to look fucking dangerous. And if he walks into Wrestle King, and that can be done. We've got time, you know. You've got two months, yeah. serious dieting and shit like that. We've seen crazier transformations, like, you know, in the the world of wrestling. So if he can really, he doesn't need to be full fucking vascularity or anything like that. He just needs to put on size no. and look dangerous. He needs to look like at least like Gabe. Like he, Gabe used to have that body. Yeah. Gabe Absolutely. used to be the exact same fucking body. Yeah. Like find out what Gabe is doing and, and yeah. fucking stick to him. Absolutely. Staple yourself to his fucking hip and do what he's fucking doing. move him into your house or move into his house or just fucking do it. And it's not always that easy, but it's like, these are the two months now, like leading to fucking wrestle kingdom that are the most important two months of your career. Yep. And that match is now the most important match in your career. If he does this, if he makes the impact he needs to, if he walks out of that with the title and beating both that guy, he's a made man in New Japan. If he drops that ball, there's nothing for him. He needs to not be in the company. Like, they've given him every fucking thing on a silver platter. He just needs to deliver it now. And he's got the skill. He's got the. He's a wrestler. He can talk. He can do all those things. But he needs to deliver that signature David Finlay win, David Finlay match, all of it. He just needs to be him. And we've seen you it. Know? We've yeah. seen it, man. We've seen, we've seen shadows last of it. Last year in the G1. Know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year in the G1, that match yeah. he had with fucking, uh, who was it, with uh, Juice. Yeah. Amazing. The match he had with Will. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Do it again. Just do it. This version of David Finley hasn't fucking done it. See, no. if if we had that David Finley, last year's G1 David Finley in the ring, and uh. this G, this year's David Finley on the mic. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. That's done. That's all he's got to do. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to be fucking Android. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. He doesn't need to be Driller. He just needs to be serious, like, and look dangerous, like, and that's all he's got to do. And I think you know what I mean. He shouldn't have shaved that, the beard, though. Shouldn't have shaved the beard. That was a mistake. Shouldn't have shaved the beard. That's not mistake. the look. Hair's looking good. Beard mistake. Should have kept the beard yeah. size. Body. I should have too. <laughs> look, we were trying something <laughs> out. We were trying something out. I still maintain when I see you on the other side of this that the mustache could work. I feel like you got scared and you if didn't I had see a it. Chin. If I had a better chin, it would have worked. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. The pro- the problem is the problem is. This David Finley is a departure from that David Finley. This David Finley has to cheat to beat Tongaloa. Like, seriously, bro. See, they that's if, a mistake too. That should have been like, oh, Tongaloa got the, the pin on him. He doesn't have the title anymore. He's about to make an example of Tongaloa, and it should have been like bodies. just a fucking murder is what it should have been. It should have been it's like, the, oh, exactly what a shame. what he did to Tama Tonga Tung- the first time. Tongaloa's fucking, you know what? He's busted ass knee. Busted again. He's out. Yep. Just take, I yep. mean, it's not even going to matter because you can fucking take him off the shelf until Wrestle Kingdom or until next year. Sit him at home. He doesn't need to really be injured, but that can be the story. Tungaloa barely got through the G1 because he was still carrying injuries. He fucking overstepped. Finlay was fucking pissed and he made an example of him and he sent him home. And then yes. everybody's fucking pissed off. G.O.D. are reeling. What does it fucking matter? Sit the man at home. And you know what he does when he's sitting at home? He fucking goes to training and learns how to wrestle better. 
And then while that's all happening, <laughs> fucking bag, let him punch it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying though? Like these are the decisions that they need to take more seriously. Um, yeah. and, and just make those harder choices and make those storyline things. And then Finlay then doesn't look like, oh, I'm the guy that got beaten by Tonga Loa and then I had to cheat to win and then I attack these dudes from behind with a fucking stick and now, now my words that I'm saying don't mean as much. If he fucking, even if he cheats a bit, you know, he's hitting him with foreign objects, hitting him in the rings and stuff, but if he brutally beats Tonga Loa and then comes out at the end and then brutally beats both of those guys... You're like, okay, this guy's pretty dangerous. And then it. if he's looking the part it. and all that, you add it all together, it works, you know? So And you're like, oh, shit, shooter, come and get it. Come and, and, and yeah. save us from this guy. Save us. Somebody save us. Exactly. But at the moment, it's not all the way in need of saving. So you know what I mean. Also, yeah. why is Gato there? Like, I know he's the – he shouldn't be getting on the mic and giving me the world needs the rebel. Like, I don't need to hear it. Like, fucking Finley's perfectly good on the mic – and to be honest, better than a lot of the other people that the likes of Gator have had to be spokespeople for. So I think he could unshoehorn himself from that situation. He could walk out with him, sure, and be like another body in the Bullet Club and stuff. But he doesn't need to be the spokesman for for Finley. No, I think I, that I think that undermines like, him as well. I think it's just Gato was the he was there with Jay White. Yeah, and he was he was Jay White's heater. Gabe or not Gabe? Uh, but did he uh, used to talk for Jay White though? Because Jay used to just fucking reel off all his promo shit in English, and Gato didn't used to say shit. So why no. why does he need to do that for Finlay? I don't think he does. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, at, the, at this point, like, have if Gato needs to come out and do his shit in Japanese, then yeah, fucking go for it. But he doesn't need to. Yeah, he doesn't. And if he does need to, do it in the press conference at the end. Don't do it in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, just let Finlay have that moment. Don't suck up any of that heat. My man. Yeah. My man. Yeah. Let's talk about Shooter. Um, oh. That was easily oh, his best match. demon. We saw it, the right? Demon. We finally really, really saw the star potential, I think, of him. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Mm. This match, like... Will fucking Osprey, mm-hmm. while you are in New Japan, I will sit here and say it to the, the like to pick out your favorite match of the year. You're gonna have to pick out your favorite Will Osprey match of the year, and then your favorite everyone else match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. But like, dude, while while Will Osprey is in this company, mm-hmm. he makes everyone better. Yeah. He took Shooter, who everyone goes, oh, man, he's he's got this potential, potential, potential. And we saw it. Will Ospreay brought it out of him, uh-huh. kicking and fucking screaming, literally kicking because he fucking got him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Shooter sees his own blood, and the guy went fucking shithouse. Yeah, it was sick. That, that was so much fun. And you finally got to see New Japan main event Shooter. Yeah. You know? Now, now it. all he it is is the, the some, long you know, story. refining, like start to, let's start to see. I started to see what the roughneck could be, right? Do away yeah. with all the bright colours and the glow sticks for the kids and the Bret Hart cosplay, like, let's let's lean into this a little bit more. He's, he's tasted defeat. He's really fucking tasted it now. So maybe he's got, maybe he's getting a little bit of fucking sandpaper all over him. Maybe he's gritting up a little bit, you know? the the scene uh, of him outside on the uh crying to 
to Moxley, and Moxley doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> that was great. Like I, I did like Moxley when coming loses, out for him. Beat the shit out of him. I'm not going to beat the shit out of Shooter. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's my boy. He's like, oh, just so. give him a pat on the head. I like that he came out. He's like, don't you fucking quit, kind of thing, and like he oh, gave so him great. that extra, extra power. It was it was dope, man. He also made that fucking move that Shooter does. You know where he gets him in a headlock. And then they jump up and put their knees on him, and then he kind of does that short DDT that Naito made look like yeah. utter shit, look like a bazillion dollars. Because when he does it to fucking Osprey, Osprey stands up like a fucking flagpole and just gets completely darted into the mat. It was crazy. The best, the best move that Shooter hit that whole night was when Osprey had his head out outside of the ring. I know, you know what you gotta say. Yeah, when he jumps over and slams. And, and- <laughs> Oh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, that was such a What cool about the thing. fucking like, tiger driver there. through the tables? That was nuts. <laughs> how how Bro. fucking how fucking funny was Shooter was like, you want the table? You want table? And he's like just fucking kidding. It was great. Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was really good, man. It was it was really fun. I feel like I'm not even gonna do it justice, really, because there were so many great moments within it. But it's like you see that and you're like, how much does Osprey really want? Because he's fucking worth it. Who else is on the yeah. the fucking roster? Because I feel like they can all check. go the fuck home, and you could pay Osprey whatever he wants. Clear the dads, clear Tonga Loa, clear Chase Owens. Well, they ain't really full time at the moment. Just start clearing the deck. You know what I mean? Opening up mm-hmm. lanes for the fucking Osprey bank account because he's worth Blank it. Not fucking only check. like. It's just worth it because not only what the matches he delivers, it's what he brings out of the talent he's with. Like what he teaches them like about themselves is priceless. Have you seen the picture of Osprey hitting the hidden blade on Shooter? His face is all shook. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I can so funny. I love it so fucking much, yeah, dude. Absolutely. That might be the cover art for this fucking for this episode. It's far from <laughs> flattering for him, but yeah, it's absolutely yeah. the cover art for this episode. He's the one that posted it. So. Oh <laughs> good on him. That's absolutely legendary. Either that or the where should where's the picture? I've got a picture up here of me and Baby Shooter when I met him in a bar a few years ago. Oh Little Baby Shooter. Baby Shooter. There he is. Hang on, I'm gonna take a photo and I'm gonna send it to you. There he is. I knew this would be a future world champion when I fucking get that. And then I'm going to send this to Curtis and probably put it on yeah. nothing at some point. Um, so Shooter gets kicked in the nose and turns into a fucking demon. I'll like, take a better one of this later, but yeah. Yeah. I love it. Let's take a look. Uh, here we go. Going on to Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Rafe sent a photo. Oh, look at him. He's a baby. He's got his little hat on. His little piece. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing a sick camo hoodie. Just keeping it low at the Bullet Club fucking party. He was young boy. He was young. Look boy. at that. Look at his little baby. Yeah. He's a little, little baby. baby. They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've met lots of young lions as young lions. You've got tons of stories. Like you're 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 uh, story with uh, Oscar and uh, um, and Nack just just the last and, and yeah can, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, love them. So let's let's just final thoughts on 
on this match and everything because for me it's feeling like it should fucking headline Wrestle Kingdom to be honest. Um, how do you feel about Mox being in it? Mox in New Japan hits different. That match with Okan, well, I mean, maybe we'll break down that match in a little bit more detail later, but Mox just looks like a fucking legit huge star. He just hits so different Dude. and it feels like the biggest fucking deal him being in the ring with Osprey. Mox bleeding like a stuck pig on the floor of Osaka Joe Hall. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's just peanut butter and jelly. It's just chocolate and peanut butter. It's, it's fucking, it's just right. It's two things that go together and, you know, they just feel good, you know, yeah. like Osaka Joe Hall has this like bloodthirsty history of like death matches and things <laughs> like that. Sorry, the puppies. Uh, yeah. I can, I can hear the pug. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Frankie. Um, you you vamp about uh, Moxley uh, and and Okan for a second because I'm going to give them a carrot so that they be quiet. This is fair. Okay, then let's uh, let's talk about Moxley and Okan. Then, um, really enjoyed this. I love that the match kind of starts with a false start. Um, it was a great example of like building something out of nothing because it kind of just came out of shooter. Uh, challenging Osprey, and he's like, all right, well, if I fucking fight you, then Okan gets to fight Moxley, and it's what it was. But they just bring so much heat right from the start. They're immediately counted out, and then you're like, oh, the match is fucking over. That's it. And then Moxley's like, I haven't come all this fucking way just to fucking get counted out. Osaka, straight fight, force count anywhere in Osaka. And then they just, like, fucking murder each other forever, and it is so fun. It probably it's probably my favorite like great Okan match. We've been waiting for see guys like Okan and Shooter, we've been waiting for those signature matches, right? And I feel like this was so fun. It showed this fire in Okan that was really fun. Like when fucking Osprey cut off his fucking ponytail and he just like fucking takes yeah, just starts choking him like <laughs> when he wraps Moxley up in the fucking ground and like they then you pull Moxley out and there's just this puddle of blood inside the fucking mats, like He's throwing, they're throwing fences at each other when Moxley's coming up the stairs and Okan's coming behind him, just turfing chairs on both sides of him, like just rowing through chairs. And then when he gets hit back down, he makes sure as he rolls, he hits as many chairs as he can. He's just taking out the entire fucking row. <laughs> if I was there, all my drinks would be spilt, like everything would be fucked. It was absolute carnage and it was so fun. And I was like, so oh, much fun. That, was, that was worth Moxley's pain ticket. You know, like he put yeah. that rub on Okan. I kind of thought fucking Okan might pull something out because it feels like they're really starting to put a spotlight on him, but they didn't. But I don't think he lost any credibility in that. If anything, I think it gave him more rage where he has it. He's just been flatlining and not really doing much. And so it's like now he had this huge fight and he fell up short and he was disrespected. So what's next for Okan, right? So I had this, I had this uh, discussion with my wife about this. So like, she didn't like what Moxley was doing. She liked the match. Uh-huh. She didn't like that Moxley cut his hair. She didn't like that Moxley won. It's not real She's, hair. It's the ponytail. It's the- well, yeah, it's the ponytail. <laughs> um, I, I had to. I had to tell her like, New Japan doesn't just change your character out of nowhere. Yeah, New Japan they they take a while to like let you evolve into something different. Yeah, I said that you're seeing you're seeing seeds being planted right now, uh-huh. and those seeds will come to fruition sometime in the future they won't they it may not be now it may not be wrestle kingdom it might be next year it might be the year after but those seeds will 
ultimately come to fruition and you'll see something new come out of Ocon and it's going to be fucking cool. Yeah. Like there is change on the horizon for that guy and something big is coming. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And I, yeah, I just, just thought it was really good value. You bring in, whenever they bring in like an AEW star, I'm like, why though? And what, what's really the return here other than that person getting a ticker box and say they wrestled in Curricon Hall or whatever it may be. But like, it really felt like they got their money's worth out of Monks. They bring him in. They have this huge match with Okan that makes him look really good. Then he plays a huge character moment sort of part for Shooter. Then he faces off with Will. Then he fucking goes down to Finlay. You know what I mean? Like he really felt like he's instantly part of the roster again. Like when he came in a, like in the G1, I had never cared about Dean Ambrose. Like, I was fucking pissed off when he fucking debuted at the end of Double or Nothing. I'm like, great, this fucking idiot was, like, my thoughts, right? Then he enters the G1, takes himself a whole lot more seriously, and I was like, yo, this guy fucking works here. Um, And he's definitely in AEW now. I can take him or leave him at times. It depends what he's doing. Sometimes he, I'm just all about him, and other times I'm like, spare me, you know? Um, But in New Japan... He just has this more serious air that makes him really dangerous and and really cool, and it, and it felt like a very big deal. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy he's going to be involved with Wrestle Kingdom. Me too, me too. And I was I was really happy when they were pointing towards a Osprey Mox match for the you know for the US UK title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy with what they have now. Yeah, new belt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, triple threat match where we can really establish David Finley, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully that'll be the end of the David Finley jokes. Um, and we can see something new. We can see, we can get the ball rolling into sure. 2024. Yeah. Interesting. Osprey was like, get me a belt <clears throat> that I can take around the world and defend. Like still talking like he's involved. So you never know. I yeah. mean, that, that's probably. Yeah. But then, but it. then he also says my time is running short. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Exactly. He's, he's playing it all. He's playing all angles. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm into it. I'm really excited for how this whole thing is going to play out. And it, I'm starting to feel like even if um, Will does go, that will go. He will. Go. Well, he is gone. He will. I, I mean, I was the one that was like, he's definitely going. When Will goes, that they're they're at least planning for it. You know what I mean? They're, yep. They're he's more than all the other stars that have left, he's given them the most possible time to do all the right things. And they're putting pieces in place and all those pieces feel exciting and interesting. So, yeah, I really think Power Struggle did a lot to bring up my excitement and stuff again. For, yeah, definitely. For Power, Power Struggle was great. Working. Yeah, it was really fun. All right, so you want to call that there? Call that there for a episode? I think so. I think so. I think there's the potential there for that to maybe even be an extra small little episode. Maybe that can be two. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, tell the people where to find us, my man. So you, you don't want me to read the thing again, right? I want you to read it with your soul, not with your eyes. All right. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the humorous oratory you've heard here today and you want to hear more dick jokes free of charge, (laughs) you feel free to check out our sister shows, the Faces and Feels cast and Throw and Dice podcast. Faces and Feels where Rafe likes to interview uh, up and coming 
wrestling legends sometimes. Can't really be He's bothered at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't assure it's my number one priority at the moment. I've been, I've been struggling right. with my new schedule. It's hard to fit in time to to do them. But there is like 160 plus episodes there. So if you're ever interested yeah, in conversations with wrestlers, I absolutely will do them again. I'm just a little bit fucking a lot on my plate. So uh, I, yeah. I and I feel like I'll be actually, I've got three in the bank and I will probably be doing some leading up to the next Dude Where's My Ring show, which I'll be making my ring yes. announcing debut, actually. Um, yeah, ring so, announcing. Yes. So absolutely. my Scheduled co-commentator, my commentary partner, Adam Parry, Mean Dean Olsen, has a wedding and won't be there. So where we, uh, I would then just uh, do commentary and post or whatever, or he does commentary and post when I'm not there. Uh, they need somewhere to host the show. So I am going to make my ring announcing debut at this Dude Where's My Ring. So, yeah, ticking off all the boxes. So we'll see I how that, that goes. I yeah. love that so much. Exactly. I was trying to, trying my, to get oh, information. Sorry. From, sorry, I was <laughs> trying to get information from the wrestlers, but, of course, they're going to, like, fuck with me as much as they can. And I yeah, and I said, does Just anybody have any everyone's notes? Everyone's seven foot four over four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I go. Anybody got any notes or whatever? And James Hartness is like, I'll just give them to you on the night and fuck with you like I do, Parry. You're going to get like the full experience, and I'm like, well, you're going to get the full rape experience where I just say whatever the fuck I want. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to work out fine. And then Shahil goes. Uh, mine's going to be exactly the same as his, but go for 10 minutes longer and there's going to be a dance number. And I was like, do we need to get to the venue earlier for choreography? And he's like, no, I'm going to really need you to feel it. And I'm like, I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> then sent that meme of the vine with that chick doing the fucking, <laughs> these ones. Yeah. You know, that hip hop oh, yeah. dance. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I love it. I, had I, a great love, time. I love Shaheel. Yeah. Shaheel's such a shit heel. Um, so, and then you can check out my sister show, the Throwing Dice podcast, uh, where I talk about wargaming and things like that. And I don't have any uh, fancy uh, people to introduce, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to check out our sister show's hot friends, you can check out all the great shows on the Count Out Podcasting Network. We are a proud member of the Count Out Podcasting Network. Yeah, yeah. And there's guaranteed to be a show for you. You like uh, women's wrestling, you check out Stardom, Stardom Road. Mm-hmm. You like, um, you know, you, you want your news, you want your hot, fresh news, check out Ring Post Radio. You like Deathmatch, check out Your Dose of Death. There's something for you. Speaking of the Countout Network, if you'd like to help us and our network out, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash countoutpod and giving us gifts of money. Uh, for $5, five American dollar dues a month, you can uh, get extra shows from every show on the Countout Podcasting Network. Not everyone has the money it takes to give us gifts of money. So if you don't have the gifts of money to help us out, you can help us out in free ways by liking, subscribing, rating the show highly, leaving a review, sharing on all your social medias, telling all your friends. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, or an episode topic, you can uh, get a hold of us <laughs> on various social medias, Okada Shorts on IG and Twitter, or by emailing okadashorts at gmail.com. Till then, you can find me on IG at El Destructo 83. Rafe, where can they find you? At Faces Feels Cast on all the places, the Twitters, the Instagrams, all of them. You will find me and my show there. So that's it, my man. Another one in the bank. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, if you have Fight Plus, make sure you log on and check out PWA Coliseum or anything they do. That It really is like a high you know, uh, 
quality product. Very slick really in is. their production and stuff. Really, really good. Uh, so make sure you check out that. Make sure you check out Dude, Where's oh. My Ring? We have surpassed over 100,000 views on YouTube for our show. So if you like a little bit of crazy violence, if you like beer drinking, if you like people bleeding everywhere, and you also like technical wrestling with a lot of weird extra rules for no reason on the floor of a bar, then this is the show for you. And you hear your we boy love extra on bullshit contract. around these parts. Yeah, absolutely. We're all about it. So I want to thank Curtis for his time. Check out all his stuff. Check out all his extra shows. And yeah, until then, it's rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what, Curtis? Short. This has been a Countout Podcast.